What is up, guys? You do not want to miss out on this podcast. I'm Jack William, and in today's episode, I had the huge pleasure of sitting down with energy ascension coach Elise Riley. Now, if you're wondering what that is, her mission is to help you raise your energy and output in all areas of life, whether you that be emotional, physical, or spiritual. Now, she is trained in numerous areas of personal development, including NLP, hypnosis, self-mastery, and many, many more, and works with clients to attract abundance and break down limiting beliefs that stop people from reaching their full potential. Make more money, find your soulmate, overcome emotional baggage, hack your brain for success, or simply live a happier life. Make sure you stay all the way to the end of this episode because no matter your goal, there is a nugget of gold in this episode for you. Now, Elise is a boss woman who takes absolutely no shit from anybody, and she was spitting pure bars this entire episode. So, as always, this show is proudly brought to you by Anarchy Label. Visit anarchylabel.com and use the code BTM15 to save yourself 15% off and join this incredible community. That is BTM15 and that saves you 15%. Now lastly, if you get an ounce of value from today's episode, make sure you follow us on Instagram and wherever you tune into our show. Plus, please share this episode to your favorite channel because there is so, so many people out there that would really, really benefit from hearing this message. So without any more hesitation, let's get stuck into this one. I'm incredibly excited to share it with you. I got so much value out of today's episode. So I will see you guys in the studio. What is up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome back to another episode of Before the Money. I am joined by my lovely guest of honor, Elise Riley. How the hell are you doing today? I am spectacular. Thank you, Jack. That was a spectacular response as well. Fantastic. (laughs) I'm really excited for this one, you know. We met up the other day and we just kind of had the best fucking chat for like hours and hours on end. (laughs) I feel like my mouth was so dry because I just couldn't stop talking. (laughs) But yeah, no, it was, it was an awesome connection. So Elise, you've got you've got an incredible energy um, and I'm sure the people are going to be able to feel that through this auditory and visual experience here mm-hmm. tonight. So thank you firstly for coming on. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So I'm going to kick it off with what gets you fired up? Ooh, what gets me fired up? <laughs> My vision, where I want to be. I have this really epic vision every time I meditate or whenever I'm working of me standing on a stage or actually I'm crowd surfing onto a stage yeah, cool. to Justin Timberlake's springing sexy back. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like crowd surfing onto this stage and everyone's dancing and then I'm dancing on the stage and then I'm supposed to be standing there talking about something, not specifically sure what yet mm-hmm. however i know it's going to happen one day so that's what gets me fired up Jack. i suppose it really doesn't matter what you're talking about you know exactly. at the end of the day just being up there like putting yourself out of your comfort zone and you know sharing that experience with with a group of like-minded individuals as well mm. that's fantastic so what got you started down this path Ooh, okay so in regards to my coaching, you mean? Well, uh, what got you started on that vision? Why, why is that your vision? You know, that's, yeah. that's okay. not something that people normally answer, if yeah. I'm being honest with you, you know? So. Yeah, fair, fair. It's quite specific. Hey? Yeah. So, I guess we have to go way back to primary school. I have always known that I'm going to speak in front of 
lots of people and on stages and I've always taken leadership roles when I was in primary school. I did really well through high school with like oral speaking exams and I had a lot of leadership opportunities where I would be invited to speak on stages in regards to like health and fitness because that was my background as a personal trainer and nutritionist mm-hmm. and yeah, I got called into schools to facilitate workouts and movement programs. So yeah, public speaking has always been in my blood, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And is it like the speaking side of things that like you really enjoy? Is it more so like the the changing and affecting people's lives bit? Yeah, I think just watching the crowd at the start, especially if you are speaking to a cold audience that doesn't know you. Mm -hmm just really warm up to you at the end and see how like where they're at and then that feedback you get afterwards of oh like you literally changed my life like the other week I facilitate uh, helped facilitate an event called the ripple effect yeah and the feedback from that was that we changed lives that day which is just so mind-blowing and Definitely, yeah, that fires me up completely, yeah. Well, talk us through what the ripple effect is. Yeah, so basically it's a a day event. It's a full immersive experience of embodying uh, the divine masculine and feminine. So there's different types of activities that we do that really kind of push people outside of their comfort zone to really experience their full masculine, their full feminine essence. Mm -hmm. And also incorporating breath work, meditation and connection. Wow. So what kind of role does like the masculine and feminine, because to be honest, I've never really had that kind of conversation previous to like the last kind of six months when I've been around the brotherhood and all that Mm -hmm. kind of kind of people incorporating that conversation so uh, I know you explained it to me and we had a little bit of a conversation about it the other Uh, day so let's just kind of dive into that concept because I feel like that's something that not a lot of people um, kind of understand because like you know before I got around that I was like oh masculine men feminine (laughs) girls so it's just another way to describe them you know so like um, talk talk about that topic and we'll just kind of free flow and, and see okay. where we go. Cool. You know? So when I say masculine and feminine, I don't necessarily mean male and female. Mm-hmm. Uh, males, however, will have a higher like essence of masculine energy within yep. them and fem- like the females will have high feminine energy. However, this can also like really fluctuate. Mm-hmm. And I guess what... It means to be in your masculine is to be in the leadership role, to be taking action, to be taking, to be asking for what you want and be, I guess you could say dominant and Mm -hmm. quite outgoing. And then you've got the feminine that is more in flow, listening to intuition, rejuvenation, nurturing, uh, more of like a motherly kind of essence, yeah, holding space, things like that. Yeah, exactly. And I've really noticed how, how kind of important it is, especially for, for men to be able to kind of harness that feminine energy, you know? 100%. Because uh, the thing about the masculine energy, although it does have its, it's got its perks, its drive, you know, its, its progression and all that kind of stuff, but it can it can really get you like riled up and and tight for another word basically if you don't have those kind of creative releases in sense like that like mm-hmm. I've I've really started to get super involved in in music again 
in like over like the last 12 months and i know that's like a very kind of feminine feminine energy activity and i've Creating, just yeah. i've just noticed like i'm just so much kind of happier and relaxed and it's like life just seems to flow yeah a little bit easier you know so that's a really interesting concept and we talk about uh we talk about the different masculine feminine feminine energies in in meditation a lot as well which is interesting and like you you were talking to me a little bit about a concept of like the light and the dark yeah yeah i was gonna um delve into that in a sec too because you've got the masculine and feminine and then it's the divine masculine and the divine feminine, which is what we're all kind of striving for, I guess you could say, unconsciously. Because you can have your masculine energy and that can be really useful. However, if you are not integrated and you can't be flexible with that, sometimes you can burn out. And that's where like that burnout happens. Um, That's where you can get like um, violence, aggression, things like that. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, you've got the the feminine that can be like insecurities mm-hmm. and um, being like procrastinating things like not, not being able to make a decision. So it's really important to be able to fluctuate and have the flexibility of both, which is what the concept of divine masculine, divine feminine is. Yeah. So did you want me to explain like the light yeah, and dark? I mean, this is your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Go wild. Okay, cool. So yeah, you have yeah. the f- like four concepts and you kind of want to be having that flexibility of behavior with all four. Mm-hmm. As for me, especially in business, it's important that I'm also in my masculine because if I'm not, then I'm not going to get anything done. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it's important that I'm also in my feminine so that I can be in flow and create and like imagine and have my vision, right? Yeah, of course. So you've got the light feminine and the light masculine. So the light feminine is all about playfulness and it's quite just like really like innocent and the wounded side of that, so the unintegrated uh, light feminine mm-hmm. can be quite insecure. And then you've got the light masculine, which is more so holding space, the noble white knight, you could say. Okay, yeah. And the uh, unintegrated light masculine is someone that is a bit of a pushover and mm-hmm. lets other people walk all over them. And then you've got the dark feminine, and when I mean dark, it's not necessarily like bad. Yeah. It's just more so the dark feminine is more about magic and someone that can orchestrate their influence to get what they want. Would and that be, like be manipulation in some senses? Well, that's senses? Un- unintegrated. Yeah. It can be manipulative. Yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. However, if you are, for example, for me, I can bounce between uh, most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to sit in more like my light feminine and dark feminine Mm -hmm. and with the dark feminine it's more so just yeah being able to have that influence that impact and while still having that creative flow and then you've got the dark masculine which is all about like asking for what you want taking action so super handy Mm -hmm. when it comes to sales and things like that and the unintegrated dark masculine can be uh, manipulative in a physical way Okay. So, yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. So, what kind of started you on, on this journey of kind of journey? Would you say, did I say journey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, go, we'll roll with it. We'll roll with it. Let's ride <laughs> the way, word. baby. Yeah, literally. I'm copywriting that one, guys. Add that to a t shirt. Yeah, <laughs> legit. <laughs> so, what kind of got you started down this this road of energy coaching? And what, yeah. what made you want to be a coach in the first place? Yeah, cool. So, 
in year 12, I became a personal trainer. Yep. So I was doing that on the side with my year 12 studies back in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And the year after that, I became a nutritionist. So I was doing both of them until this year I moved to the Gold Coast. So I knew that uh, in May this year, in 2021, that I needed to bring my whole business online. Mm-hmm. So I did that and I... Rocked up Gold Coast, had my all my clients, did nutrition and training, and I knew I was a really great coach. However, something was missing because there would be people that would really get results and then they would rebound. Yeah. And there was other people that they would listen to everything that I said and then they just wouldn't do it. I was like, what is going on here? Like, I know I'm a good coach. So why, uh, like, I was comparing myself back then yeah. to other people in the industry. I'm like, why is so-and-so getting results and, like, they haven't done half the personal development that I had done as a coach, right? And the reason was is, like, the perception is projection. So what is happening internally within yourself usually is mirrored back to you externally. And for me, I was having unconscious unconsciously self-sabotaging behaviors that were holding me back from living a life of health could you say and so for example i would i actually competed when i was 16 in like the wff so i was a sports model and Mm -hmm. did all that so it's like for those of you that don't know it's like super low calories low amount of food a lot of training and it's for me, it caused a lot of body dysmorphia. Yeah. And so for me, I had attached like a negative connotation to exercise and eating healthy because in the past that was so extreme for me. So my unconscious mind was like, hell no, I don't want to go back there to a like 0% body fat. Like I literally was probably 20 kilos lighter than what I am now. Like I had nothing on me. And then... Condom full of walnuts. Yeah, (laughs) legit. legit. And uh, it was just probably like an empty condom. It was nothing. (laughs) There was nothing. And like my unconscious mind was like, hell no, you're not getting to that point. Because when I was at that point, I had no energy, I had no sex drive, and I couldn't remember what I did yesterday. And my like mental fogginess was like an all-time high. So my work and productivity was shit. And all I could think about was like, when's the next time I'm going to eat? And it was like every hour. It had to be every hour, otherwise I'd go crazy. So my mind's like, no way, not going back there. And then we, so then in the future, fast forward, I then attached unconsciously that connotation to, oh, if I was to go and track calories again or do go down that path, then I'm going to end up there. Mm-hmm. So no way. So then I would self-sabotage and I'd go through the binging cycle and things like that. So I actually attracted clients that were in the same boat that would self-sabotage, that would procrastinate, mm-hmm. that had done dieting in the past and done fad diets, fad workout thingos, and then they had attached that negative connotation to working out and being healthy. So why would they do what I say? And I, they were all coming from a place of hate and even the people that would get results, they were also me because in the past I used to work out and eat healthy because 
I hated what I looked like. So I was attracting those people to me. And so once I figured that out, I was like, well, the final piece that I'm missing here is mindset. Mm-hmm. So I delved deep into the PD world of like hypnosis, NLP, emotional change techniques, self-mastery. I've done literally like so many courses, uh, past life regressions, Reiki, all that kind of stuff too. And that was the missing piece of the puzzle because once I had that, I had the nutrition, I had the training and I had the mindset. So there was like, I was able to understand why people do the things that they do or say the things that they do. And I was using myself as like a test subject. I was like, why do I do that? And then through that, I was able to clear things up within myself, which then mirrored back to my clients. And my clients actually started getting more results. Wow. (laughs) Oh my God. What kind of processes did you you go through to actually make that kind of breakthrough? Because I feel like, I know personally, like I feel like I'm very, very happy with the, the trajectory I'm on, but there's still... I, I look back at my life and, and the things that I'm doing, I'm like, fuck, I should be so much further ahead. But what what is missing? You know what mm. I mean? What What is it there that I'm not quite getting? So what processes did you go through to try and figure? Obviously, it's a never-ending process. Yeah. But well, I guess when you're comparing, like, um, I need to be so far much more further ahead, yeah. right? Compared to who? Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Compared to who? Compared to my vision. Yeah. That's the only thing I can really compare myself to. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, you reach your vision and then what? Yeah. So why not just live a life like in service to your mission? Mm. That's so interesting. All right. So did you, when you were kind of facilitating, I'm going to go back a little bit. Yeah. When you were facilitating Ripple and all those yeah. kinds of stuff, it, do you find that when you're working with these people and having these kind of transformations and breakthroughs yeah. that you can kind of see, you can take your teachings and re- reapply them back to yourself. Do you find that that process really helps you? Yeah, 100% you know? yeah. because like, I currently am living my life by perception is projection. Yep. Um, that's been showing up for me a lot. And I'll go back to what you kind of said before and then I'll tie back into yep. what you just said is when I first started turning the mirror on myself, was uh, probably midway through 2020 mm-hmm. when all COVID and stuff was happening and I was actually going through a pretty major breakup and I realized I wasn't connected to this person anymore and I didn't understand why. They're perfect on paper yeah. and I thought everything was wrong with me. Like, what, what am I doing? Like, Why am I being so ungrateful? Like, I have the most perfect partner. Like, Why don't I feel the same way? And so I had this constant anxiety battle with myself for all of 2020. Like, is this going to be the worst decision of my life? And all these things, oh, why is all these things happening to me? And I was so at effect at the world. Like COVID's ruining all my plans <laughs> to live my life, right? Uh, I'm sure we've all been there at some stage throughout this whole thing. And I remember listening to hours and hours of podcasts like it was a little bit unhealthy borderline unhealthy mm-hmm. i was going for walks like three hours a day i'd be mm-hmm. gone for like on a mission like okay surely this one has the answer for yeah me. <laughs> oh, like times bro. two speed yeah. like surely this one like waiting for them to like just give me that one piece of information yeah. that i need to be like you know what elise it's okay it's okay to make that decision it's okay to trust yourself mm-hmm. 
but I just had no trust because I, my whole life I put my trust in other people and waited for permission to do things that I wanted Mm -hmm. to do. So one day I was like, fuck this, (laughs) headphones off. And I was walking and I just looked up at the sky and just spoke to whatever was listening. And I was like, can you please help? I don't know what to do. And then the tree next to you got struck by lightning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it, that would be cool. However, I had this just like inner voice, right? Say, meditate. Okay. I'm like, yeah, but I just don't have time. Meditate. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I did. And I started doing that. And that's when I started looking, turning that mirror back to me and figuring out, okay, well, how is this me? How is this me? So if something was going on outside of myself, turning that back and going, how is this me? And like I said to you the other day, I, I um, well, once I broke up with my boyfriend, I went on this another journey of lessons of that competitiveness, how you mm-hmm. said, you know, I need to be so much more further ahead in my vision. I used to compare my vision to everyone else and look at other successful people and be like, oh, you know, I... I'm not good enough compared to them. And when I actually cleared that up and started focusing on my own stuff, what you focus on expands, right? Mm -hmm. So I started focusing on me. I stopped comparing myself to other people and that let go of that competitiveness and that scarcity mindset of like, oh, they're going to steal my my content, my IP, right? And instead just started celebrating people. Because when I'm celebrating you, I'm actually celebrating me because your unconscious mind doesn't process that I'm talking to you, right? You're just celebrating. Yeah, I'm just celebrating. Mm -hmm. And so when I say like, Jack, you look amazing today. Thank you. I'm also saying, at least you also (laughs) look amazing today. Yeah. Which you do. Thank you. I know. (laughs) And yeah, so I guess that's how I started turning the mirror back onto myself. And then coming back to what you said before about the ripple effect, that's... And when you run an event like that, it's really important to clear up any projections that you have on other people in the team or even like within yourself because whoever you attract in that room is you. Mm -hmm. Everyone in your reality is you because what you see in others is in you because if you couldn't see it, like you wouldn't be able to see it if it wasn't in your awareness already. Exactly. So I would, yeah, there was a few people there who had stories very similar to mine. I was like, wow. And they managed to find you in a crowd of 100. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just how this world works. And you, there was people that had very similar background stories and there were people that uh, just, yeah, resonated with me completely. And it was cool because... When in the breath work, that was like my jam. I was like, yep, straight in there. That's a whole nother conversation entirely. We will get to that. And yeah, and when I was in the breath work and I was working my magic and I was doing all my things and yeah, and just to be able to sit, especially there was some women there that just, Mm. oh, like you were, you were me and I I feel you, sister. And so I was there and to be able to hold space for people like that, it was just like so, so incredible. Yeah, wow. So let's let's dive into breathwork because okay. this is my first this is my first podcast sitting down um, after like the the brotherhood retreat I oh, just got back from. Yeah, cool. Um, I did some holotropic breathwork there. Uh, I had this really incredible experience mm. where, like I mentioned to you briefly over text message earlier, like I 
I had this this feeling. So for anyone listening, holotropic breathwork basically is just like really intense, full lung breathing. You're doing it, you know, for anywhere from half an hour to an hour. Um, mm. And what kind of happens after a period of time is um, your pineal gland right at the front of your brain, your third eye is another another word for it, starts to decrete, um, secrete DMT. And um, at this retreat, we were about, you know, 40, 45 or 47 hours fasted or something like that at, the, at that point. So we're very susceptible and I had this kind of, I, I started to go into a trance almost uh, midway through the breath work and the, I had this vision and it was like my infant self, um, my skin was diamond, glistening diamond. I was in like these super bright clouds, like in heaven, I suppose you could, yeah. you could say if you can visualize that. My infant self floating six inches above my face and it was just, wasn't saying anything, it was just floating there. I could see it crystal clear. Ooh. And um, it was just telling me, you know, subconsciously, it's like, you're doing the right thing. You're on the right path. You are going the right places. And like what I said to you before about, you know, me feeling like I need to be so much further ahead, like that, I have those thoughts a lot mm. just because I'm very kind of hard on myself. Like yeah. I'm, I've, I have very high expectations. And after that, it's just made it so much easier for me to sit down and focus and actually be productive because rather than focusing on, oh, I need to be here, I can just sit down and focus on the job that I'm, is in front of me. Mm. You know, I don't need to be all the way up there already or like have X, Y, and Z business. I, I can just focus on the task in front of me and give that my all because I'm on the right path yeah. already. Yeah. So that that end goal is inevitable. Yeah. And that's kind of that realization that got me. And that was super powerful because I've been doing breath work and stuff for a while. And yeah, it's helped me with mindfulness it's helped me a lot with my fitness and all that kind of stuff. But to have that kind of experience without any psychedelic influence oh, you know, yeah. oh. was insane. That's wild. You know what? When you were talking about your story just then, um, what came to me is a great friend and mentor told me that it's not about the pursuit of happiness. It's actually the happiness in the in pursuit. The pursuit. Yeah. And yeah, like when you're working towards that vision – like I said before, isn't it just okay if maybe you spend your whole life doing that? Like mm. you're always exactly where you were meant to be at the exact right time. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm so kind of happy and grateful with the journey and the life that I've kind of built for myself. And like, yeah, there are certain things that I would love to have already. But at the end of the day, like I live a life on my own terms, mm. you know, and you're doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, you you get to spend the day doing the things that you love every single day, changing lives, ascending energy, you know, hundred <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. percent. So um, the alarm is just about to go off for our first section. That has flown by already, hasn't it? Yeah, that was epic. Like, yes, cool, fantastic. All right, so we we'll, we will be back. There we go. <laughs> Saved by the bell. Uh, we will be back in just a second, guys. I appreciate it. If you are finding this valuable if you're getting around elisa's story because i know i'm captivated right now just take a quick screenshot post it on your channel of choice tag before the money tag elise riley get around it this is this is so exciting i love i love the minds i get to meet through this process yeah it's so fucking awesome yeah it's, it's so cool it's awesome like yeah even running my podcast myself it's just like the people you get to meet and the people that you attract in it just it's we're all elevating together which is really cool that's what it's about yeah so we'll see you in a second guys peace oh.
Alright, that's on. That is on. Camera, camera, camera. It is go time. We are back after a very, very short break. And Elise was just starting to tell me an awesome story about her breathwork experience. So I had to very rudely interrupt her and say, let's jump in the studio and record this. So we are back. Elise, please continue. (laughs) Yeah, it is an epic story. So I wouldn't want anyone to miss it. So I was saying to Jack that... When I, whenever I had done extended time in a breathwork session, my calves would always cramp. Mm-hmm. And believe what you believe. Mm-hmm. However, my personal belief is that a lot of people say when your hands start to get a bit of tetany, like they clench up, and it's like, what are you holding on to? Like, Mine what? were like going full <laughs> spaz. Yeah, yeah so it's like what emotion are you not yeah. wanting to let go of, right? So a lot of people kind of go like this, and really, what if for those of you that are listening, you kind of, I'm just kind of hugging myself right now, and for me, it was never that. It was always my calves cramping, mm-hmm. and. I would ask the facilitators, oh, what does this mean? No one really knew. And one day I got the answer of, oh, like it means that you're an old soul and part of your soul is actually missing being home Mm -hmm. and you're just like not really grounded on this planet. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, that's probably the most legit answer I've gotten so far. So I'm going to take that. And... um. No one really touched my calves or anything in a breathwork session before until this one time I was doing like a, uh, I wouldn't even know what you would call it, but it's kind of like holotropic, but it wasn't through your stomach and through your lungs. Like a, it was a through your chest, right? And it was for an hour. And I remember about 10 minutes in, a few people were crying and screaming and I'm like, I'm bored. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, as if I'm going to last an hour, like my mouth's dry, what the hell? <laughs> and I, my calves start cramping, like, great. And my monkey mind's going off like nuts. And someone, a facilitator comes and grabs my feet and plants them to the ground. And all of a sudden, I just start bawling my eyes out, like full on just crying and crying and crying. And I kid you not, I don't think I've cried like that since being like an infant it was wild and then they started doing a lot of energetic reiki work on me and every time someone touched me I would just like cry and cry and cry and there was a point where I was like screaming like they're like let it out let it out I'm like I can't I can't (laughs) it was it was wild I swear I went to another dimension like that day and they um I was getting just flashbacks of potential like past lives and past life experiences of all this emotion that had been trapped in my body and it's like whether you believe in past lives or not it's up to you however in my model of the world it's a thing and for me that was like the biggest release I ever had in a breathwork experience like I remember I did a cool to be conscious experience and I remember seeing the portal between life and death and I fell through the floor. It was like that feeling when you, you go down on the Superman ride. You, you lose your that? stomach. Yeah, and yeah. your stomach's like in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah, that, it felt like that. And I, I woke myself up out of that because I felt like I was falling through the floor like a Matrix star. Wow. Yeah, it was wild. Um, so that was my breathwork experience. 
That's insane. And it <laughs> still blows my mind how you can you can reach that level just through breath. I know. You know? We have that so in simple. us. Just yeah. so simple. And I definitely feel like it's it's the energy of a room as well. Like in, in yeah. our session there was drums going off, there was yep. loud music, like people were breaking through, they were like screaming and yelling and doing all that kind of stuff. And it's just absolutely incredible. Yeah. Like, well, after it I felt like so out of it so out of it I don't think I've ever let that like out ever and the fact that I was saying I can't I can't let it go so potentially there might be stuff there still but at the same time the next day I was like yeah cool like so much energy Mm -hmm. and I felt like good to go you know how did you feel after your well the probably the hour afterwards I felt incredible but my whole body was just tingling my whole body was tingling i was freezing mm. cold and yet you touched my skin and you could cook an egg literally <laughs> yeah, the energy uh, egg. yeah i was just like and every like every it was like pins and needles but on every square inch of my skin for mm. probably about an hour afterwards um very very intense and once i kind of got over that i just i took some time for myself i just sat and i did some slow breathing and just kind of um, thought over what I what I had experienced, and then after that, I was just bouncing with energy. And then the next day as well, like it's probably one of the most productive and creative days that I've I've ever had. And it's been that kind of flow since then. Like this week has been mm, magnifique. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. been fantastic. So it, I've read a lot about breath work, and obviously I've had deep conversations with mm. other guys from Brotherhood about it. But that was my first deep experience with mm. it, and to know. And just to have that confidence that like I can access that whenever I want, yeah, was incredible, you know. So I definitely want to I want to do some more work, uh, do some more work on that. And you know, I'm so glad that this conversation is becoming you know, it's not normal, but within the tribe that I'm hanging around with yeah. now, it's becoming pretty normal. Yeah, and I think like your vibe attracts your tribe mm-hmm. vibe. <laughs> I didn't mean that, but yeah, like when you when you start. Uh, elevating your energy mm-hmm. less per se you start to then attract people that are on that same wavelength that yeah. have the same vibe you know you walk into a room like this is good vibes tonight mm-hmm. yeah because everyone else is on that same level and when that's when you start to get into this space that's when a lot of things start to change and mold to mm. suit your vision and suit your direction where you're going so yeah. sometimes doors close but several others open in their place too yeah and that's been the story of my life you know I'm I've kind of been constantly transitioning between social groups and I feel like that's just because I haven't necessarily found the the ones yet but definitely feel like the last kind of six months since I've consciously started working on myself not just like motivation and learning things to help with business but Mm. working on my emotional self is when I've really started to be able to open up and find the group that you know, I, I feel the most comfortable with. But just to give kind of a visual to anyone that's maybe first getting on to their understanding of energies mm-hmm. and how that how that kind of connects with people, imagine like a, a magnet, right? So one side of the magnet is a certain energy frequency. The other side of a magnet is another energy frequency. If you've ever tried to put, you know, the same ends together, they, they repel each other because they just don't, they just don't mesh, right? And that's just like two Two of the same, two different people on different frequencies trying to have a conversation together. It just doesn't mesh. You mm. can force it, you can force it, but eventually you're going to fl- get flung the other direction, right? <laughs> you're going to feel pretty bleh. 
Yeah, exactly. It's it's going to feel forced. It's very hard work. But when you find someone that's your frequency, you're stuck together and you cannot shut up. You know, so that's what it feels like. And I want to dive into, I know we've been talking a lot about energy, but what exactly is an energy ascension coach? Yeah. So when I labeled myself as that, mm-hmm. it's very like I was originally like body composition coach, you mm-hmm. know, classic PT vibe. And it just didn't suit me anymore. And I, you asked me before, oh, should I introduce you as Elise Riley? Like that's my middle name. And I was like, yeah, because that's who I am now. And energy ascension is literally raising your energy on all levels. So physically, like the way you wake up, the way you show up in life, mentally, like how you treat yourself, how you can, how you focus. And uh, emotionally, like mm-hmm. the energy that you put into other people and the way you show up, uh, like in regards to your emotions and expressing your vulnerability and uh, vulnerability is courage, like Brene Brown says. Yeah. yeah. And also spiritually, because for me, a huge breakthrough for me has been leveling up and ascending my energy spiritually. Because as soon as I started raising my frequency on all levels, that's when I started attracting the life I'm living now, which is was a year ago, my dream life. So let's dive into dream lives because I've mm-hmm. I have a very, very clear defined goal of of what my dream life is to the best of my understanding currently. Yep. Obviously as I as I get older and experience more, that dream life will only expand. But what does your dream life look like? Now you gave us a little bit of a taste in terms of your speaking. <laughs> Yeah, my talk? sexy back. So. Yeah, your sexy back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, each to their own. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just come to me in the meditation. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. Who are you to, you know, uh, disregard the divine's message? You yeah, know? exactly. So what, is, what does your dream life look like? Ooh, okay. All right. We're closing our eyes now, We're guys. closing our eyes. Mm-hmm. I got to see it. Which that doesn't make sense. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> Close my eyes to see it. Hey. See it with your third eye. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. My dream life looks like impact and so feels like so much love and not just for other people because anyone that knows me knows that I'm like super loving and friendly and bubbly but love for myself and I think self-love is a term that's thrown around so much these days however I think it's like a never-ending thing so there's no like a hundred percent end goal of like self love done tick that off the list don't need to focus on it on it anymore. There's always like con- like constant evolving of that, and so for me I just see myself as just this boss businesswoman that don't take shit from anyone. <laughs> don't take shit from no man. <laughs> and creating impact in a way that helps support other people also create impact in a way that elevates the world that's my vision yeah and that is so like scalable as well that doesn't require you to be any particular area yeah i don't want to box myself like who knows but i used to be someone that would plan the next five years in advance and and have all these expectations like, okay, so I'm going to do this, 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 this. And when 
where there's this thing in Australia, I don't know if any other country does this, however, it's like, oh, hey, how have you been lately? Oh, I've been so busy. Mm-hmm. And that language, I've been so busy, I've been so busy. When you focus on being busy, it's actually like attracting more busyness, for one, because what you focus on expands, right? Yeah. And at the same time, like the universe or whatever you believe in, like why would any other opportunity come to you if you're always busy? Because if you're always focusing on being busy, how are you going to be able to focus on opportunities that pop up too? Yeah. And so for me, I would, yeah, I guess like the busyness is something that I try to avoid in the sense that like just creating space for opportunity. Yeah. You want to be on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely, um, I've definitely been guilty of using the busy line, you know, a lot because sometimes life does get a bit frantic, and you just got to take a step back and go, hang on, why is it frantic? Why is it not flowing? Mm-hmm. Because there's a difference between, you know, doing a lot of things and having it feel flow and feeling it fun, making it feel fun and yeah. happy and exciting, and then there's other times where you just feel burnt out yeah you know from doing a lot of things and I've I've been in both ends of the court Mm -hmm. on that one and when I reflect on those times it's like I could sit here and podcast for days on end and get up and run a marathon you know but there's certain jobs within my business where I just like I do five minutes of it I'm like oh is it lunchtime yet (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) and like on that note I found that I procrastinate with food a lot Mm. bit off topic bit off topic but procrastinate how with food like whenever whenever I'm just like sitting at my desk doing like something that I'm not 100% captivated in I'm just like mm, we'll go make a snack right you know? and do you like when you're working do you sit and eat and work kind of used to okay I used to not anymore good because yeah. when you like this used to be me when I was working and writing uh, nutrition plans training plans mm-hmm. I still do by the way but not not very often and I would procrastinate with eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm hungry. So I'd grab my food and I'd sit down and I'd kind of eat, watch whatever I need to watch or some course or something mm-hmm. and I'd eat. And unconsciously, I taught my mind that every time I was to sit in that spot to do work, I would be hungry because every time I was there, I would be eating. Bro, the mind is a beautiful thing. Oh, the- 100%. Yeah. And so for those of you at home, if you're wondering why you always get hungry when after dinner, when you're sitting on the couch watching Netflix, right? It's probably because you've taught yourself that every time you sit on the couch at night, it's time to eat. Get a bowl of ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's time for something yeah. sweet. And yeah. it's like that routine. And every time that I used to go to work, I would be like used to eating every hour. So I'm like, okay, it's uh, been in two clients. Okay. Need to mm-hmm. have something to eat. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, so like people that are studying with uni as well, if you're sitting in the same spot that you eat for dinner, for example, and you sit in that spot to study, then of course, like you're going to be eating. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is I do this with a lot of my clients as well that struggle sleeping or meditating even. Oh, this is a great topic. Yeah. When, if you are someone that studies in your room, Every time you go into your room to sleep, your brain's associated your room with studying and thinking. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you're never going to get to sleep because you're always going to be thinking, right? Mm-hmm. 
And that's the same with people that meditate in their room. Your room's associated with sleeping usually if you don't study in there. Mm -hmm. So every time you meditate in your room, it's going to be really difficult because your brain's associated with sleeping. So you're probably just going to fall asleep rather than actually like be present. Yeah, I noticed um, when I used to have a desk in my room and that would be kind of where I did all my work and stuff like that. After a period of time, I just didn't want to go in there because it was it was where I was doing everything. There was so many different conflicting energies. You know, I would be up till stupid hours of the morning working just because, you know, I didn't want to go to bed because what's the point of going to bed? I'm not falling asleep anyway. I might as well just stay out working. And then that just started this really unhealthy cycle. Mm. You know what I mean? So there was, I really started noticing that there was just so many different energies, like so many, each part of my room was like for a different purpose. And it just, whenever I got in there, I was like confused. What mode am I in right now? You know, I had no clue. Now, what do you think? Because we're about, we're in this period of time now, we would normally start to wrap up the episode, but I feel like we're just warming up. We're flowing. We're flowing. We're just warming up. (laughs) Should we do maybe like a, a, third section yeah you're the boss so yeah i am yeah (laughs) all right so we won't do a full third section but you know there is just so much value coming out here so i really want to share that with this audience um i really like the the kind of topic we got onto here about certain mental triggers and stuff like that because i feel like that's something that a lot of people aren't necessarily conscious of or at least i wasn't Mm -hmm. um in earlier parts of my life and it's since becoming conscious of how the brain picks up on patterns and picks up on cues that you're giving it, I've been able to really uh, shape my life just to make it easier because we're all human, right? Yeah. No matter how much motivation we have, the brain still operates the way that the brain is designed to operate. Mm. You know, So let's, let's dive in a little bit more into what kind of things people could do to help Say let's let's say someone who's who's trying to start a business or studying for exams. What kind of things can they do to help kind of make that environment a little bit easier for them? Okay, loaded question. I like it. Mm-hmm. So making their environment easier. How specifically? You're the boss. Okay. <laughs> make it more effective. Let's say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. From like mental triggers. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing is awareness. Yeah awareness and being present so on my like I guess you could say spiritual awakening right when I was asking the universe or God or whatever what do I do help me Mm -hmm. after my frenzy of podcasts and never finding the answers I meditated and I then got onto this book uh, called A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle yeah And this one line just absolutely punched me in the face. And it says that you're not your thoughts. You are the awareness of them. Mm -hmm. So for those of you listening, just have a think for a second. When you think, do you have a voice? Do you hear a voice? Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that voice isn't actually you. And my mind was like, wait, what? How is that not me? That's me speaking in my brain. However, that, it, it, what Eckhart says, he conceptualizes it as that is your ego. And if you were your ego, then you wouldn't be able to hear it. It's yeah. like when we speak, we can't really hear ourselves speak unless we've got these headphones yeah. on like we do now. Right? <laughs> and so if you were that voice, you wouldn't be able to hear it. Yeah. So you're actually the thing that can notice 
that voice. You're the awareness of it. Mm. So since then, I would then be the gatekeeper of my own mind. So every single thought that I had, that voice, I was like paying attention to it every single like minute of the day. Okay, what am I saying now? What am I saying now? What am I thinking? What is my ego saying, right? Mm. And anything that was negative and not beneficial to my growth and my vision, I would be changing it to something new. So, for example, I used to be really triggered by confident women because they were reflecting back to me the parts of myself that I was suppressing. So, it was really easy for me to go, oh, like, and judge the hell out of that person. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't deserve that. They weren't doing anything wrong. It was just purely my own insecurities. And so instead of being threatened by that other person, I would then think of three nice things, three compliments instead, what I admire about them. And ever since, that is what I've always done. So anything that's triggered me, especially around other people, if it's like one thing that I've got, I had a thought that comes up, I'm like, no way, like that's not true. Do three other things to replace it. And for me, that come up a lot in the gym Mm -hmm. because especially with my background with like body dysmorphia and things like that, I would be really judgy on the other girls in the gym. I just want to take a quick second just so that people can really take that in. That is such a powerful realization, (laughs) you know, because I find myself, um, especially in day-to-day life, certain things, you know, trigger me, certain things piss me off, all that kind of stuff. As much as I, I like to think, life doesn't affect me like i've said many times in this podcast we are all fucking human so just doing something simple like that completely switches your frequency within yourself and like mm. we were talking about before everything is energy yeah. what you are projecting out to the world it's being projected out in frequencies mm-hmm. so just looking at someone that maybe has triggered you finding three positive because that's the key thing there positive yeah. things yeah. about that person yeah what you love about them what you love about them i feel like that's something we we don't focus on enough you yeah. know And what I was saying before, like how I was saying you look really amazing today, right? Mm -hmm. If you're finding three things you love about that person, you're actually finding three things you love about yourself. Because what you see in other people, like if you don't have the awareness of that within yourself, you won't be able to see that in the other person. So if you're hating on someone, you're hating on yourself, right? So that was a huge breakthrough for me. So that helped me a lot in regards to other people Mm -hmm. and other people triggering me because I was able to clear that up within myself. And I guess just reiterating the fact that what you focus on expands. So if you're always choosing to see the good, your reticular activating system in your brain is going to find more things that are good. Mm -hmm. It might find more things that are positive. And that's what, like you said, when you're on that frequency, right, you've got that epic vision of, like for me, it's sexy back, crowd surfing on stage. (laughs) And... That is super high vibe. And for me to get there, I can't be hating on everyone because that's low. That's low vibe. So for me to be able to match that vision, I need to be able to reach that frequency. And so people out there that might be trying to manifest and have their crystals in alignment on the new moon and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're trying to attract money, let's say, because a lot of people want money. Yeah. This is before the money. So well, let's let's chat money. Let's chat yeah. money. Yeah. yeah. Woo. We love money. <laughs> money is energy. So if you want more money, if you're listening and you're like, yes, that's me. I want more money. Okay. Why? Because 
I was wanting more money from a place of scarcity because I didn't have any. Yep. So because I was feeling like, oh shit, uh, I've got to pay the bills next week mm-hmm. and I don't know how I'm going to. How am I then supposed to manifest a seven-figure business or something like that, right? That's a totally different frequency. So you actually need to feel like you've already got what you want. Because when you've already got what you want, that's when you are matching that frequency. That's when you're matching that vision. And that's when you usually get what you want. Yeah, let's put it in the context of kind of when you're going after a girl, gentlemen. Yes, I was just about to say that. when When you're kind of desperate, you're clamoring, you're kissing her feet and all that kind of stuff. She doesn't want to borrow you. Money is the exact same. If you're desperate for money, money is going to run the opposite direction. Yeah. You know, you have to, you have to like be scarcity. like scarcity. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you've got to be, think you're worthy within yourself. Feel like you, you deserve money. Mm. So then money will come and work with you. You yeah. know, it's not here to, you know, be your slave or, you know, just to pick you up off the ground. Money comes to you when you're ready for it. Yeah. And also speaking about like relationships as well so for those of you that really wanting a partner you wanted to like attract a partner into your life that's part of your vision you're if you're someone that's like you you know you don't work out and you you're filling your body with low frequency food so lots of takeaway uber eats and you're expecting a partner to be super fit, healthy, yeah. works out, all this stuff, and you're trying to manifest someone like that, then how that you're clearly on different frequencies, you're on different energies. So my favorite thing that I get clients to do who are wanting to attract a partner into their life to get on that frequency, I get them to write a list of everything they want in a partner mm-hmm. and then be the list. Yeah. Because when you are the list, you then raise your energy, you raise that frequency, and then you attract that person into your life. Fantastic. I'm going to reset the cameras real quick. Yeah. Let's flow on. This is brilliant. Um, yeah. So, continue. You get your clients to bring out a list, to write out a list and be that list. Yeah. 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 To match that energy. Wow. That is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of the times as well, like this vision of this, and it's the same with, with success and your goals and stuff. We have this vision of maybe like we're wanting a Ferrari, we're wanting this seven-figure business and stuff like that, and yet we still haven't stepped out of our nine-to-five job. You know? Yeah, it's like we haven't stepped out of that comfort zone to embody what it would be like to be the person with the Ferrari or have mm-hmm. the seven-figure business, right? Yeah. So, like, if you're someone that isn't willing to invest in yourself, like, how are you then going to be that seven-figure business owner or own the Ferrari when you're scared to, you know, shout your mate, dinner or mm-hmm. um potentially invest in a course a short course yeah um it's that scarcity it's like if you want something you need to start being that person and embody it like you've already got that in your reality yeah and so we do want to kind of kind of wrap up at some stage in this section <laughs> uh, i <laughs> we could talk for hours, talk hey? for hours. <laughs> we probably will once the cameras turn off it's, yeah. al- it's always the always the vibe around here at electric sugar shout out um, one thing I want to know is like, what have you done recently, you know, with whether it's within your business or your own something to do with your own growth mm-hmm. that's kind of like really excited you or felt like put you on a different trajectory? Mm, cool. Okay. So I recently attended a three-day event. Mm-hmm. It was one of Morgan Nelson's. It's called Dream Out Loud Method. And love the name yeah just quickly cool. before you start doing that i started a um a 
YouTube uh, like a Instagram live series called Dream Out Loud. Did you? So when I saw when I saw that, I was like, oh, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, continue. Yeah, well, yeah. I went to his event and I I'm I'm pretty smart. Hey, like I yeah, we bit. I've, I've got a lot yeah. of knowledge around mm-hmm. a lot of topics and. I was getting to the point where I was like, I had all these tools and I had no idea how to actually use the things. So mm-hmm. I was like, uh, help. Mm-hmm. So I went to this event and my breakthrough at the event was realizing that, so what, what Morgan did, he said, okay, you've got your vision, made us write out our vision and then why don't you have it currently? Because if there was nothing stopping you from having that vision, then you would have it, mm-hmm. wouldn't you? I'm like, yeah, okay. So what? why don't I have bringing sexy back right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm definitely on my way now. Don't yeah, worry. Well don't, you worry. Yeah. <laughs> don't you worry. I did it like the I other night. I saw you on stage last <laughs> yeah, night. Yeah, I did it yep. the other night. It just wasn't like 5,000 people. will mm-hmm. be one day. And th- the breakthrough was the reason why I didn't have my vision at that time was because in the past I had anytime I did something really cool, the people closest to me would get mega triggered. Like they, I would reflect back to them the work they weren't doing. Mm-hmm. So I triggered a lot of people, not intentionally, but I was just showing them the parts of themselves that they were suppressing it. And so I made that mean about me that every time I did something that, was related to being successful or achieving something that I was going to lose people that I loved. So I made success mean that I was going to be lonely. And wow. so unconsciously, I had been doing everything I possibly could to avoid being successful. Mm-hmm. And so now, letting go of those limiting beliefs through all the modalities that I've learned over time, I've let that chick go. Mm-hmm. And now I'm taking action. So I've created my own podcast. I'm coming on podcasts like before the money and I'm here talking to you guys. And I've stood on stages at the Ripple Effect and on Morgan's events and created a successful coaching business. And it's been three months. Yeah. Wow. A lot can happen in 90 days. Yeah. A lot can happen in 90 days. And like, we've just been so pumped with content and we've just been chatting the whole time. I haven't even plugged your fucking podcast. Oh, no, that's no yeah. stress. No, I mean, it's been spitting bars tonight. Yeah, here, it really has. Legit. So what's the name of your podcast? Yeah, so it's called Generation Elevation mm-hmm. and it's launching early Jan. Early Jan. Yeah. All right, fantastic. So this episode is going to be dropping Tuesday, so whenever that is. Yeah. Very soon. So you guys are going to have to wait a little bit because... Yeah. Her podcast won't come out till next month, but I will keep you updated Ew. when it launches. So keep an eye on the stories yeah. because this one right here, she's an absolute fucking gem. Yeah. She's an absolute gem. I have really enjoyed this. Yeah. Uh, we could keep going all night. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, for those of you that like don't know me, you can just head to my Instagram. It's Elise.Riley with two mm-hmm. Ys and all the launch information about my podcast will be on there. So you can just go check that out and then we can connect on there, have a chat. Let me know how you found the podcast episode with Jack today. And then, yeah, you'll you'll definitely know about it. Yeah, 100%. No, you're very good at putting your word out there. So last question before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. Um, what one am I going to use today? <laughs> if you if you had a billboard, all right, yep. what would put, what would you put on it and where would it be? 
Ooh. Take your time. There's so many things that I could say right now. My unconscious mind's like, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like a funny picture of me, like capture someone's attention. Mm -hmm. And where would it go? I don't know, I'm not really great with geography, hey. I've just literally mm. been in Australia my whole life. One thing that um, I did ask this question to someone oh, probably 15 episodes ago. What's that crossing ago. in Japan that like, it's like a million crossings? And I know like, what you're there. talking about. Yeah. Probably there. Well, before you before you lock that answer down, yeah. um, I did get a brilliant answer about 15 or so episodes ago and they were telling you about the billboards they're starting to put in space. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, maybe maybe one of those. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because it wasn't like Coca-Cola or something mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'll claim my spot on yeah. one of those then. Buy real estate in the galactic sphere. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, my initial was like, yeah, straight o- straight away. But then this thing inside me was like, mm, that feels so like corporate-y and like, <laughs> fuck, now we're taking over space. Like, oh, we do not need advertising up there. But oh. I would definitely condone your advertising in space because you push a really good message. <laughs> well, I mean, it'd be way better than Coca-Cola. Oh, hey? Coca-Cola can fuck off. Yeah, legit. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. All right, so you already dropped your Instagram. Can you give it to us one more time, please? Yeah, so it's Elise, yeah. so E-L-I-S-E dot Riley, R-I-L-E and two Y's, Y-Y. What's the name of your coaching program? My coaching program, it's called Generation Elevation, but my first like course that I'm dropping early Jan as well is called Emerge. Emerge. All right. And for anyone that might be interested, they've like really connected with you here. Yeah. Would they message you through your Instagram? Yeah. Do you have a website? All that kind of stuff? Not yeah. currently. No. All my stuff is through Instagram at the moment. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. All right. So you heard it here first. Message the beautiful woman here through her Instagram. Um, she is very generous when it comes to kind of conversation. So even if you just, you learned something from here, you want to maybe get go a little bit deeper on a certain topic just reach out do not be shy but you know also ask for what you want you know be purposeful take life and make it what you want really that's what this episode has been about 100% so Elise thank you so much thank you for having me this has been so much fun it's been awesome yeah it's been absolutely fantastic guys you've been listening to before the money with Jack William and Elise Riley much love guys And thank you, thank you, thank you for giving us your time. It has been a long one, but action-packed and full of value. Yeah, absolute gold. Absolute gold. You've been (laughs) dropping bombs. Yeah. So thank you, guys. Have a great night, day, morning, afternoon. Whenever you're listening to this, feel free to listen to it twice. Completely up to you because there's gold in here, (laughs) seriously. And send us a message. Like I said, send us a message. Uh, If you learned something you want us to expand, reach out, take what you want in this life. Because that's the only you're the only one that's going to be able to do it for you. No one's going to come and grab your hand. You're going to have to do what you want to get where you want to be. So much love, guys. Peace and love. Woo! <laughs> Fuck yeah! That was so fun. Hey, what is up, family? Thank you so much for tuning in and hanging around all the way to the end. If you took home a piece of value from this episode and you feel the need to contribute to our mission here at Before the Money, there is a donation link below and simply for the price of a coffee, you can help us change more lives and spread the message of growth and positivity that we are so incredibly passionate about. Now, please feel free to send me a message on Instagram, either through my personal page at underscore Jack William or through the brand at Before the Money underscore. I would love to hear what you guys took away from this episode. 
like, follow or subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcast or simply share this episode to your story. Seriously, guys, anything that you can do to help spread this message is so greatly appreciated and helps so much more than you guys could ever imagine. So last thing before we say our goodbyes for this episode, take full advantage of this incredible offer from our sponsors, Anarchy Label. Head to anarchylabel.com and use the code BTM15 to save yourself 15% off. That's BTM15. Thank you so much again, guys. This has been a blast. I will see you guys guns blazing next week for another awesome episode. Peace and love.